I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. It's called The Liberator, and it's not your average handgun. Cody Wilson, a law student at the University of Texas, designed it and then printed it out himself using a 3D printer. You might have been hearing about this lately. Earlier this week, Wilson posted a video of himself successfully testing a one-shot plastic 3D printed handgun. It's part of an effort by a group called Defense Distributed. The nonprofit wants to freely create and distribute plans for a whole range of guns on Online, but they've got to put those plans on hold. The State Department has told Wilson to take the design down. Robert Beckhusen of Wired.com has been following this story for a while now. First of all, Robert, I mean, a 3D printed gun. Walk us through the technology. What do you need to do this? Well, 3D printers work by squirting out very thin layers of melted plastic until the plastic builds up, hardens, and cools into an object. The shape is based on computer-aided design or CAD files. For Wilson's gun, uh, the gun itself has 16 files, one file for each of the gun's parts. Uh, The only non-printed part is a firing pin. And there's a small block of steel used to make it seen by metal detectors, and that's added in during the assembly stage. The whole process takes about eight hours. How much are these printers? They vary in price. Wilson's printer was a Stratasys Dimension SST, which he bought used for $8,000, but they also range from... $1,300 to several hundred thousand dollars. Mm. And the bullets, are they also printed? No. You've got to use real ammunition. That's right. Why is Cody Wilson doing this? Well, um, he's an anarchist, essentially, and sees the government as having illegitimate authority. And there's this term called propaganda of the deed, in that you carry out a provocative political action to inspire your sympathizers, uh, provoke the state into reacting, and thereby proving in his mind that the state is illegitimate, restricting individual liberties, economic innovation, so on. Um, so in that sense, he's a provocateur. Well, if he but was it, looking for government reaction, he got it. The State Department has now demanded the uh, design taken offline. What is their issue here? Well, I think it's caught them off guard. But the State Department believes Wilson, by uploading the files to the web, may be in violation of U.S. arms export controls. When you're uploading to the Internet, you're allowing it to be downloaded anywhere. And so you'd have to question whether there's international pressure. Wilson's complied and removed the files from his website, but the files are still out there. And it's also a legal gray area. There's an open question whether Wilson could opt out of the regulations since his files are distributed under, under the public domain. I mean, there were 100,000 downloads of the design uh, before the State Department made this order. Um, Does that translate as 100,000 potential guns already? Not quite. They are being downloaded as we speak. Um, They're being hosted on several other file-sharing sites right now. But how many people have a printer? How many people are downloading just to, you know, keep them and see for themselves? And Robert, a reality check, is there a legitimate concern about terrorist groups or arms traffickers being able to mass produce weapons uh, anytime soon using 3D printers? I don't think they really need to. Technically, it's quite simple. But more practically, if you're a foreign terrorist group or a global arms dealer, it's questionable whether you choose what's unreliable and relatively expensive gun that can only fire one bullet, as opposed to, say, an ordinary automatic rifle, or even manufacturing a crude homemade zip gun or Sten gun with components available much more easily. Uh, But as the technology progresses over the long term, it starts to become very unpredictable. Well, Robert Beckhusen of Wired.com, thanks for telling us about this. Thank you.